to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Uh, so what we're going to do, um, we're recording this intro piece before the Nintendo Direct for today. They are doing a Direct, it's going to be at uh, 3pm Pacific Time, 6pm Eastern Time and 11pm UK Time. Um, but what we're going to do is I'm going to uh, leave a little gap here. And then we'll put the audio for where we go to watch and react and talk about the Direct here. Uh, and then on the other side, we'll come back and talk about uh, the stuff we've been playing and the rest of the news for the podcast. Well, the rest of the podcast. So I'll leave a gap in here. Um, and then we'll, uh, we will have talked about the Direct. And then we'll come back and talk about everything else. So we'll see you in a minute on the other side. See you in a bit. Hey, welcome back everybody. We're about to watch the uh, Nintendo Direct. If I can type in the... Have you got the uh, thing ready? Yep, I'm up and going. Alright, so we're a couple minutes away or seconds away maybe uh, from the Direct. We've already recorded the rest of the podcast. This is going to be slotted in basically uh, in the gap at the start. So that part was recorded in the past. So if we make any odd references to the uh, direct, then that is why. So, yeah, it says tune in for roughly 40 minutes of information focused on Pokemon Sword and Shield and Luigi's Mansion 3. And, uh, hopefully Crash joining Smash. Do you think he's gonna join Smash Brothers? Probably not. No? Probably not, no. Alright. Uh, so there'll obviously be little gaps and stuff in this. I'll, I'll basically edit those out. So if it sounds like it's jumped to a different point in the in the direct, then uh, that's what has happened. So. All right, here we go. It's at least it's kicking off on my end. Overwatch. They're not putting Overwatch on the Switch, are they? They are. That was what was leaked today. <laughs> ah. Well, okay then. It won't look like really... this, but well, it will look like that bit. But yeah, it's been rumored for a while. Oh, that's the uh, mouse character. I I don't get Overwatch on the Switch because Switch does not have great uh, internet capabilities or multiplayer capabilities. Yeah, and the chat function. <laughs> but you know, most people can use Skype or Discord or whatever. Mm. What if it's that this year? Was that a tilt motion function? It is. I yeah. think it is. Yeah, and that's gonna screw everybody up. So I'd probably just switch something like that off. Ah, next month. Actually, uh, thirty-five days away. I think you're about six seconds in front of me, or something. Yeah, Kotaku reported it today. Mm-hmm. I don't ever go to Kotaku's website no, I, anymore. I, someone just posted it on Facebook. So uh, Luigi's Mansion, a game I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Comes out six days after Call of Duty and Medieval, so that's great. Not quite sure which mansion has all these different types of rooms. Somebody with like a lot of money on their hand, I guess. This looks better than what I like graphically. Looks better than what I uh, had anticipated. Well, with the cartoon, uh, right? The animation graphics, style. yeah. Cartoon, yeah. The cartoon animation style, you can make it look pretty darn good. Screen and multiplayer. Part great. There's like five Luigi's on the screen. Uh, four on four multiplayer. Oh, four, yeah. Hmm. So it's kind of going for a Mario Party-ish I, theme. I, I'm just going to play the campaign. <laughs> so Halloween, perfect time. Yeah. Huh? Okay. 
They didn't that long release the latest Kirby game. I forget. But then again, since I don't have a Switch, a lot of these games I don't really have an eye on. Mm. I think it was about February-ish. I could have that wrong. but <laughs> See, this is what Castle Crashers kind of looks like, only not 2D. It's more of a 2.5D. Okay. Online functionality three... subject to the shit functionality that is Nintendo Online. So three games in a row that have got multiplayer function. Yep. Well, they know multiplayer is a thing. They just still don't know how to do it right. Super Kirby Clash. So, sure. Oh, it's today. It's available. Okay. Do you recognize this? Yeah, this is an old school RPG. This is like NES, SNES era. Hmm. But I'm mean, obviously it never looked that good on the SNES. <laughs> hmm. Looks like Dragon Quest. Kind of. Ish. Yeah. Not turn-based, though. No. Yeah, most old-school gamers will remember and probably have played Secrets of Mana. April so. 24th. Over again, I've heard really good things about that. It was on PC only. I don't think I've ever seen very, it before. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, very story-driven. Very uh, surreal. Oh. See, people were moaning today, like, oh, they won't have new stuff. Well, they do. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically a, a timey-ish travel, um, whodunit, solve the mystery kind of a thing. I don't mind this art style, but I don't think it's working for this game. It looks a bit like... I don't know. Well, that's intentional. Yeah, but of course they did. Uh, sure. The combat looks interesting. I don't, I don't think this looks very good, but... I think this could work depending on the play style. I think it might have like a niche following. Yeah, it probably does. So, Town Hero, October 16th. From Game Freak. Oh, yeah. So, this is a banjo. Yep. I will, Out today. I will only play Super Smash Bros. as they put Crash Bandicoot in it. Because I'm not interested really in any of the other characters. Like, I like some of the other characters like um, Snake and Zelda and stuff like that. But, I don't know. That's just the only character I sort of want in the game. I don't think we More need. Smash. To, I don't think we need to do a podcast watch thing for uh, the banjo stuff. No. No. What's this? Yeah. History of Nintendo. Twenty seventeen. Oh, are they gonna do? Must be a Neo Geo classic. Either a download pack or. I don't oh, think they have their licenses. Maybe it's for uh, Switch Online. Twenty nineteen. Oh. Uh, King of Fighters. Yeah, King of Fighters. Okay. It's a it's an arcade game back in the day. So I guess they're adding those characters to Smash now. Would they appeal to that many people? Uh, the classics. I mean, for, for people that played those games back in the day, but... Hard telling. You never know what'll click. <laughs> I'm very surprised by this. I thought they were going to make the... Um... Add to uh, Switch Online stuff, but then you got the Smash Brothers letter. So Terry. Yeah, it's one of the King of Fighter characters. No in development. I don't know how many more It'll characters help. they're going to announce for Smash Brothers because this is all DLC, DLC stuff. Yeah, and that was Fatal Fury, not King of Fighters, but those two had very very similar looks. So okay. that's bad on me. November 2019. There's only one more spot. 
Only one spot for crash. <laughs> A special announcement. Yep, so more fighters sold separately. Yeah. They've already spent, what, 40 bucks on the game and another 25 on five fighters, and now you got to spend more. That's why I hate DLC. Ah, thanks for waking Mm-hmm. Was that Kirby? Yep. And, um, the piranha plant things? Mm-hmm. From Mario? Yep. Hmm. I'm not going to do the, uh, dungeon maker thing. Oh, Amiibo. Yeah, you can actually upload your dungeons to the Amiibo and then give them to your friends and then they can download them and play them. September. Weird functionality, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yep, that's where I'm going to be playing it. Or playing the rest of it, rather. I haven't finished that free demo. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, w I will do. So. That's another game I haven't started. Fire Emblem, um, I think Three Houses is the newest one. Mm -hmm. It's on my uh, list, but it hasn't been sent. Huh. Because you're at a school in uh, the main story. I don't know if that's the same for the other games, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Because you, you train students and stuff like that. I never really played the Fire Emblem series, so I couldn't tell you. This is kind of an advert for, like, here's the upcoming games we kind of already told you about. All the ones that are already out but have got new stuff. Yep. January? Wow. Okay. Deadly Premonition 2. Never heard of De Deadly Premonitions. Uh, there's really a fine line between a good and a bad... Um, murder mystery game like that um murdered soul suspect i i really didn't like that but things like la noir are pretty good what is <laughs> 2020 okay if you never heard of the first one you can play it later make makes sense so okay that's a game i didn't think would be on the switch but now it is Steam cross save. Okay, I wonder how that's actually gonna work. Yeah, it's a good feature though. Like, um, that's yeah. I mean, on a tech level, it's cool that they think they can do that. Mm. Available today. Is that a free to play game? No. A message from Bethesda. Doom Eternal. Doom sixty four. They did release a couple of the old Doom games for Switch a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. and they and they had some sort of um, uh, online requirement, online login requirement, and then they had to take that off because you, you basically had to be signed in to like a Bethesda account or something to play it. Yeah, Bethesda and that. Yeah, I think they've disabled that now. Yeah, Doom sixty four makes sense. New IP. Mm -hmm. This already looks interesting. This is cool. I'm interested. This could oh, work. This kind of games. Well, third person but action. The, the online functionality is going to be where it really hit, gets a hiccup or not. Mm, they've gauged my interest. So, 
I, I want to be interested in Pokemon, I'm just not. I I think it's just because I, I like Pikachu and that's about it, and I kind of want to get something from that. But I Yeah, know. I was just just starting to get done with high school when the Pokemon craze hit, so I think I might be a little too old for it. I, I mean, I liked the Detective Pikachu film. so Yeah, it was a good film. Hmm. Very odd, but a good film. There he is. So this is like a, this is like a big open world Pokemon. I think this is like a big online open world Pokemon RPG. Cooking in Breath of the Wild was fun to like make different food and that. And sometimes you had to do it to where uh, you would cook cold or hot food because of certain areas that you went into. Mm-hmm. It was quite fun. Have they ever made a Pot of Guys Pokemon before? I've really seen one. Uh, I think the Voltorb is like a possessed uh, Pokemon, but... Hmm. Great. <laughs> are these out this year? I think they are. Yeah, oh. uh, November. Hmm. So they've got to show off quite a bit. Or not. Hopefully they do some GameCube games or something. Looks like they're bringing SNES games to online. Okay. About time they changed it. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. been like a year. It was a good enough service when I had it, but I just wasn't interested always to continue using it. I never got around to using it, so. Yeah, that's a super ghouls and ghosts. That game was like controller destruction hard. Oh, Star Fox. Mm hmm. Oh, Jesus. Wow. You're giving a... Putting put a controller in, I guess. Yep. Yeah, they did that with the other the other one. Do you think $30 is a lot for that? Yeah, but then again, I think it's everything's expensive on that. <laughs> yeah. Update to Tetris. Mm-hmm. I never played this. I died. It's not really something I'm... When it was 20 bucks, I got it for the PS4, and I played it for about three hours. I'm like, okay, yeah, and then I'm done. Oh, I think that's a Tetris effect. I think this is the uh, 99... Basically the same thing. I mean, it's Tetris insane, so... Paid DLC for Tetris, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember they were paying like 10 bucks for the offline mode? Oh, that's a retail version then. I've been looking forward to this, the Olympic um, Games thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when the last one was. It was on the Wii, because I remember playing it. There isn't really any like Olympic video games. Like I was going to say games, but you know, video games of Olympic video games. There isn't really any of them. Because I like those those type of sports, but, you know. Every now and then, they'll come out with, like, an Olympic game. I know they did one for 2016, so. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's a story mode? Okay. Oh, that's out in November. Cool. I'm not going to do the uh, retro mode. I'll do the uh, just the normal mode. DMX Machina. Oh, they showed this off before. 
prologue demo today. Do you like these sort of games? Not really, no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I mean, mechs are giant hulking things, and they should feel like giant hulking things. Mm. These games, some of these games are coming out like really soon. Mm-hmm. What Star Wars game is this? Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Mid-90s. Okay, this is a random selection. Is this because uh, Fallen Order is coming out soon and they want something? That would make the most sense. Switch. Okay. There it is. Ah, look at you. Still can't believe this is coming out on the Switch. It's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, it's impressive that one, they can, uh, you know, get it to work on a technical level, and two, mm. that the uh, developers think there's enough of a Switch to where, uh, you know, you, it's worth putting on there. Yeah. Ah, uh, this was leaked today as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to play the old Assassin's Creed games on Switch, because there's Assassin's Creed 3 remastered as well. But it's great for options and people that haven't uh, played them yet. Oh, Dauntless. I couldn't get into Dauntless. I, tr I, I played like three or four combat fights or whatever. But I don't know. Just dance, no real surprise there. Bomb simulator. Just dance, yeah. A racing game. It still comes out with those. Um, yep. Grid Autosport. Yeah, yep, there's Switch, farming simulator. It doesn't really have a proper racing game. I'm excited for bus simulator. But I'm not going to do a farming one. Never understood simulators for. Professions that are just so fucking boring. Nina I mean, bounty oh, hunter, NBA game. bounty hunter simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with all the gambling? The NBA game. That trailer was yeah. atrocious. Wow. How if about guys, that? Out, Outer Worlds is coming. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know about that, look up the uh, NBA stuff. The the trailer. Devil May Cry two. Some of these are just re they really are just random selections of games. Vampire. Didn't really like Vampire. I don't really like vampires in general. Like that that sort of genre. No, oh, Animal Crossing. A lot of people are excited for it. Yeah, it was a very popular game back on the uh um GameCube. What was that? you know when they said the they showed the montage and you mentioned the game? What what was mm -hmm. it? Um, Did you say Outcast? Outer Worlds? Oh, Outer Worlds. Okay. Yeah. I think Outlast is already on the uh, Switch, the first two. It does look like a relaxing game, though. I yeah, it's that. a very chill game. Mm hmm. So we've got about eight minutes left. Mm hmm. I mean, are they going to do the one more thing thing that, that Possibly. people do? I'm guessing they probably will show the next Smash character on the, on the next direct. Mm -hmm. I, could, I think they'll probably do one per direct, like they have kind of been doing. I don't think Animal Crossing is coming out till 2020. 
I know it's a very popular game. A lot of people will be buying that. Mm-hmm. What happened with Bayonetta 3? I don't know if that ever got cancelled or not. Because mm, it, it was... I think it was the Game Awards... Not last year, the year before. Um, and they said that Bayonetta 3 was exclusive to Switch. Mm-hmm. But that well, was the last time we heard about it. So does this game have an end, <coughs> an end game, or is it just you craft and make stuff and you just live? It's very Minecrafty in that, but it does have goals for you to achieve. Okay. Don't forget, one of these Animal Crossing characters is supposed to be in Smash. Probably. I, I don't know if they've already been added or not, but because uh, I remember we did that. What we're doing now, we watched a direct and did the podcast. And they showed Animal Crossing. I said, "Oh, wouldn't it be it'd be funny if they ended up in Smash?" And then that was the next thing that they said. <laughs> Probably Nook then. That's the only real consistent character between the games. Yeah. Every time they <laughs> show food in uh, either Animal Crossing or what, what was the other one? The Fire Emblem? No, the Pokemon thing. I just keep thinking of Breath of the Wild when you because you could literally pick apples off apples off of. Uh, trees and throw them in there your uh, cooking pan thing almost in the same way that it's shown here spending a fair bit of time on this considering this game isn't out for a, for a bit like with the uh, well this is going to be pretty much their next system seller mm. I mean because Pokemon's out in like two months and they didn't show that much of that. Yeah, well, they know pe- people are already going to buy Pokemon. They don't know how many people are going to buy this. But it is a popular game, so they kind of want to highlight it. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing that Nintendo needs to do, which they haven't done, which is come out with a new version of the Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. March next year. Hmm, cool. March 20th, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Or will it? Yeah, they've only got four minutes left, and that's... They're going to de- dedicate time to it, then. Breath of the Wild, too? Mmm... A bit like it. No. Xenoblade? Yep. Xenoblade. Oh. Xenoblade Chronicle. Oh, is that the first one? Then might yeah. be, yeah. yeah. If it's just called Xenoblade Chronicles, because they haven't got the second one. No, they have got a second one. There's one called Xenoblade Chronicles X or something, as well. It was a good, Xenoblade Chronicles Two was a good game, but the combat was so boring. <laughs> um, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, now they're going to do the demo for uh, Banjo-Kazooie and Smash. Mm-hmm. Alright, we're not going to watch the Banjo stuff because none of us are really going to play that. Um, cool, let's click this off. Um, yeah, what do you think of that direct? A lot of games that I didn't think would come to the Switch are coming to the Switch. So, mm-hmm. Can you give a few examples? Uh, well, definitely uh, Doom 64. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Mm. And then added uh, 
adding the the fatal fight characters. Yeah. To Smash is kind of cool. I mean, I didn't even know about them, so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I was mixing them up with the King of Fighters because those both came out at about the same time. So, hmm. yeah. Um, anything you think looked bad or unimpressive? Uh, nothing really looked bad, but then again, like I said, I don't own a Switch, so it's not anything that I'm really going to be paying that much attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for um the Olympics game, the Mario, uh, obviously Luigi's Mansion, which I've mentioned several times before. Um, they had something else listed for November. Um, it, there is a couple of games in the next couple of months that I'm looking forward to on the Switch. Obviously, they'll always have their uh, JRPGs, which don't quite appeal to me in the same way. Uh, I mean, I'm still going to try uh, Astral Chain, because that looks a bit a bit different and whatever. Um... Xeno- it with Xenoblade Chronicles, it depends because I was kind of surprisingly interested in the in the story and what was going on. I just found the combat like honestly really boring. Um, so if the combat's maybe better, I might check that out. But that's like a forty percent chance of that. Um, any thoughts on the Pokemon stuff? I was surprised they didn't show a bit more of it. To be honest, no. But then again, like I said, I'm not much into that uh, franchise. Yeah. I mean, I've played bits of it every now and then. Um, it just never really clicked with me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the one thing that surprised me was the focus on Animal Crossing when that's coming out in March, and the sort of—I mean, they showed off Pokemon, but uh, I just thought they were, they were going to show more of more of that. So, uh, unless they do in like um, a, a couple of weeks or something, did they do a Pokemon Direct or something? Uh, I don't see any need for that. Maybe, maybe, or or just like a a, a video released on Nintendo's channel or something. So, uh, yeah, games I'm excited for, games I can ignore, and games that there was a couple of games I like. I kind of noted. I don't think look that great, but uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be people that are interested in some of those. So, um, overall, do you think this was this was a good director? This was a very solid direct. A lot of games people are looking forward to. More than a few things uh, nobody saw coming. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure people that are big fans of Doom were a little bummed that uh, Doom Eternal is coming out, but Doom 64 is probably one they haven't played in a long time. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure there's uh, it's a lot easier on the license and a lot easier on the hardware to have that game ported out. So. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's what I thought they were going to, you know, when, what's his name, showed up. And I thought he was going to say, hey, Doom Eternal, when's that out? Like, November? Something. I think it's out soon. I don't know when exactly, but soon. Yeah. So I thought he was going to announce that as well. So, uh, yeah, there was that. Um, uh, did you agree with the point that I made about the Star Wars thing? Because Fallen Order's coming out. Obviously, that game's not going to be on the Switch. But um, I mean, I think yeah. obviously not. I mean, The Witcher ended up on the Switch. So, um, it'd be more accurate to say it's not going to end up on the Switch right away. Yeah, yeah, maybe in like you know a year or who knows. I mean. Witcher 3 came out in, I think, 2015, so... <laughs> who yeah. Knows? Uh, but yeah, I do think that's maybe some kind of... Um, you know, they'll maybe release those close to each other or something, so... Um, yeah, I want to... Uh, I wonder wh- who else is going to say stuff about their games towards the end of the year, because we've still got um, a possible PSX. Uh, there'll probably be some more inside Xbox stuff. I wonder if there's going to be a state of play between now and the end of the year. Uh, like if Sony's gonna say something, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think everybody's gonna wait till 
E3 necessarily to say something next. I think you'll probably get something from someone else. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this stuff? Nope, that's about it. Cool. All right. So we do have the well, the entire rest of the podcast for you guys to listen to. Of course, we've already recorded that. I've actually already edited that together. Uh, so I just need to put that in and then uh, release the, the podcast. So uh, yeah, what, what did you guys think of the direct? What do you well? Do you have any thoughts on? Anything else, video games, TV, films, or Man United or sports related, let us know. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, yeah, what do you want to see? What are you most looking forward to from this direct? Or maybe games that are coming soon that weren't shown, or games that have already come out, etc. Uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, of course, I won't do the outro, because I've already done one on the other end of the podcast. Uh, but thanks for listening, and I shall yeah send you off to the rest of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Alright, so we've watched and, uh, well, hopefully we ended it, we did end up watching it, um, and recorded, of course, the part of the podcast on the direct, so you've just heard that piece, um, but yeah, let's move on with the rest of the podcast. What have you been playing within the last week, Robert? Uh, well, I thought it was fitting, since, uh, Tom Holland is no longer in the MCU, that I would finally start up Spider-Man on mm. the PS4. Funny timing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been sticking uh, strictly to the story mode. I haven't really been going around getting all the collectibles. I mean, that's not really been my thing. Um, I occasionally get a few if I happen to be close to it um, when I'm doing right. something else. Uh, and I do like them. I think they're kind of cool. It's just that's never really been a driving force for me to get collectibles to begin with, uh, especially not in any sense of like achievement hunting or trophy hunting. I've never really done that. I mean, hell, on the of all the games I've played on the the uh, Xbox are probably only 100% at like 5 or 6 of them mm-hmm. yeah I platinumed about 5 games I want to say so mm-hmm. uh, Crash 2 Until Dawn Spider-Man uh, what was the other one there was another one as well um, can't remember but that was roughly the ones that I platinumed um, so are you enjoying Spider-Man on PS4? yeah I mean the controls aren't as precise as I'd like in terms of you know, sometimes you're trying to swing and it doesn't want you to swing, or sometimes you're trying to grab something in a fight and it, it doesn't let you grab it. Uh, but outside of that, the controls, for the most part, are, are pretty intuitive. Um, and once you do get a good momentum going and swinging around in the city, that's a ton of fun. Mm. Yeah. That's been kind of the, the main point of praise I've seen about the game. Obviously, the story is great, but like in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of gameplay... Everybody kind of talks about the uh, the swinging and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I remember certain points where I was playing it, and you know, I was I was in the middle of swinging to a mission, and I was enjoying swinging so much that I just ended up swinging aimlessly around the sw- city. So, uh, but it's fun to do, and the music's great when that kind of kicks in and everything. So, um, cool. Any other thoughts on Spider Man? Oh, I do, and this is not a spoiler because this is very early in the story. But I do like that there is a Stanley cameo in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that was that was a really good point, especially now that since he's passed. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a great game. I see why it gets all the praise. I see why it sold 13 million copies. It's it's very deserving of that. Um, and so I'm just gonna finish out the story and go from there. Cool. How uh, far roughly are you into the game? Like how many hours have you sort of played so far? I don't know about hours. Uh, percentage wise, I'm about 20 percent done with the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, bopping around this and that. Uh, still put some time in with Division 2 every now and then. Uh, still put some time in with State of Decay 2 every now and then. Uh, work's still kind of driving me uh, pretty hard, so I don't get as much time to game as I'd like. Okay. Uh, cool. So, 
in terms of stuff I've been playing, obviously I've finished Control, the uh, the review is out there, a spoiler free review, so you can go and check that out without any worries. It was kind of the case where, like, the, the story, did, well, I, I explained it in the spoiler free review, so, um, but the gameplay is kind of the main attraction with that, I'd say definitely the, just, just the, the act of, like, pulling a sofa towards you, or any, any, any object, really. Uh, or like a part of the wall that you can pull off and throw at enemies. It's just so satisfying. It's just other stuff in the game that kind of kind of lets things down. Things down. But again, I'll I'll uh, not butcher my own spoiler-free review, and you guys can go and listen to that as well. I think it's fairly short, so uh, go and check that out if you want to. But in terms of stuff, because obviously I've finished with controller, there's some side stuff that I can do, but I really don't feel the uh, need to do to do that necessarily. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm going to move on from Control and obviously we'll put it in some sort of ranking when we do the uh, Best of 2019 podcast later this year, which will be in December, so a few months away. But it's it's certainly a Game of the Year contender, but we'll have to wait and see what else comes out now that the now that the busy period has kind of kicked off uh, for games. Uh, but in terms of other stuff, um, I've actually had an issue with, not Boomerang, but my emails. And uh, one of the things that happened is, you know, Boomerang will send me an email say hey we've sent you this game it'll be with you in a couple of days or usually one day uh and then when i send the game back it'll be hey we've received this game you'll you now have a slot open whatever the case is um all of my boomerang emails for like the last three weeks have all been going to the uh the junk folder for some reason um so i went to do uh some, some notes for gaming talk today and some other stuff and um, I thought, hey, I'll check out see if uh, see if there's any coming anything added to the coming soon stuff, which they did add uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare. So I added that as well because I was very very impressed with the uh, the alpha that they put out. I uh, went and checked my game selection, and it turns out today they sent me a Man of Maiden. So <laughs> again, I didn't know because I haven't received the email. Uh, well, I had, but it was in my junk folder for some reason. Um, have you ever had that happen? Like emails that you regularly get end up in your uh, junk folder for for any particular reason? Has that kind of happened before? Kind of. I actually have three email addresses that I use on a regular basis. I have one address to where I, where I have to sign up for something. I know I'm going to get a ton of spam. And I just don't even look at it. And so All I right. use that one email address. I haven't even logged into that account in like six months. <laughs> I do it like every six months just to empty the, e, the junk folder. Right. Um, I have a second email address that I use for personal stuff where I don't really necessarily need my name attached to it. And I do get junk mail from that, but I can, I manage that one a little bit more frequently in terms of active. This is junk. No, this is not junk back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have a third email address with my name on it that I use for in a more of a professional sense. Um, and they do auto fill it, but it's easier to see because they have junk and then they have, non-junk junk that they call um social or promotions okay um and so that's the one that i use uh for like my personal email for well personal email where i need like a professional look to it or my name on it okay fair enough um yeah so that's been happening and for some reason it uh just randomly started for no reason so i'll see if i can sort that out anyway um yeah the next the next two games i'm going to be playing now that i finish control is going to be uh marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I think last week I said that I had gotten it, but uh, I was still in the middle of playing Control. Um, I did actually play like the first 10 minutes or so, just to see what it looked like, and you start off with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is kind of cool. Nothing has happened yet, because I just uh, went into the game and just kind of started it, but it's in my uh, Switch, and uh, waiting to be played, which I'll start tomorrow. 
Uh, and of course, yeah, Man of uh, Maiden or Madan, which is getting some kind of mixed reviews. Um, I've seen some people complaining about uh, like the the gameplay stuff isn't as interesting, and it's a bit more sort of quick time events than than other things, and that the story's a bit slower. But I don't, I don't know about any of that yet because I've not started the game. Uh, obviously, I'll do a review of that at some point and probably talk about that next week on a gaming talk. So, although apparently Ultimate Alliance th- uh, 3 is a, f- is a fairly long game. So, yeah, we'll see. But I'll be playing those two next. And, of course, by the time I've probably started playing those, uh, Blair Witch is already out. I haven't actually touched that yet, which, of course, I've uh, been saying in the last couple of weeks I'm excited to, to play. And, uh, of course, uh, Gears 5 is out in the next uh, couple of days or week or so. So, yeah, that's uh, in terms of the gaming stuff, you know, Control Review is out there. And, um... Yeah, going to be moving on to those sorts of games next. Um, so are you just going to be focusing on Spider-Man at the moment? Yeah, Spider-Man for the most part. I'll still bounce back into uh, uh, Division 2 because at mm. some point I'd like to get my character geared up enough to where I could try the raid. But then there comes the problem of finding enough people to find the raid and getting it you know, to work right. So Cool. All right, so that's what we've been playing and what we're going to play and etc. So... Alright, let's move into some uh, housekeeping let you know what else we've been up to on Entertainment Talk. We'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support Entertainment Talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Classic Reviews is still continuing for Season 2. Season season 2 Episode 8 came out today, uh, and that's for The Wire Season 2, of course, following on from last week's uh, Episode 7, which was for The Wire Season 1. So Season 1 and 2 episodes are both out there for you to listen to if you've seen those seasons of The Wire. Have you seen The Wire? I have not. Okay. Uh, But yeah, those episodes are out there if you want to check them out. Uh, the chat podcast I did for, named for September, but talking about August because I recorded it and released it in September. Uh, that's for episode 9, talking about, well, everything that happened in August, so go and listen to that. Uh, again, Control Review, uh, which I've described as Matrix meets Twin Peaks, Stranger Things, and The X-Files. Uh, so make of that what you will. Of course, I talk all about that and more in the Control Review. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, which you've said that you've been playing, uh, let's play Sundays. The still continuing episode 4 was released well, on Sunday, uh, and it is for Spider-Man 4, uh, Spider-Man 4, no, <laughs> episode 4, for Spider-Man on PS4, too many 4s in there, uh, and that's just doing the uh, New Game Plus side quests and showing off some of the uh, the suits that you can have as well, because all of them have been released. Uh, which, which suit are you mainly using? 
in the game? Uh, I'm just stuck to the to the uh, white one that you get after you repair your suit after the initial basic part of the game. Okay. I yeah. haven't had a need to switch over to different suits. Okay. I was switching like frequently <laughs> when I played. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that was that. Uh, did another podcast talking about useless petitions because I've seen quite a few recently uh, and TV that I won't watch. Uh, of course, listen to the podcast to find out more. Uh, there'll be no Manchester United match this weekend. I guess in a good way because we've not been playing well. Uh, the last match we played was against Southampton away and we drew 1-1. So we didn't lose this time, but we should have won because we should have won all the matches we played so far. But anyway, uh, that's United Cast episode 11 uh, for the Southampton Man United away draw. Uh, the next game is the 14th of September and we're going to be playing Leicester at home, which we need to win. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, last week we talked about uh, discussing the Disney twenty uh, Disney twenty three D twenty three Disney announcements, uh, specifically Marvel and Star Wars. We talked about that last week on Gaming Talk. We talked about Telltale returning under new management, classic remasters of the Aladdin and the Lion King games, and Borderlands three information. Uh, and of course, last week did the uh, the Wire versus Breaking Bad season one and the Wire season one episode for classic reviews. And that is what's been happening on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's move into some news. Right, so uh, what do you have to talk about today? We haven't actually pre-discussed this yet, but what do you have to uh, talk about today? Uh, well, the first piece of news I have is uh, going along the lines of Gears 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Batista announced through his uh, Twitter that he's going to be a playable character in Gears 5 uh, starting uh, September 15th after WWE's Clash of Champions. Uh, this has been something that he's been campaigning for to be... Uh, cast as the role of Marcus Phoenix in the yet uh, announced, kind of announced, unofficially announced, uh, Gears of War movie. Um, The Coalition head, Rod Ferguson, says that Batista would be awesome in that role, but he has no role in the casting decisions, and also that there is no guarantee that uh, the movie would feature Marcus Phoenix at all. It might be in the more future timeline Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the upcoming Gears 5. Uh, but he's constantly arguing that he wants to be in the movie, and there's a short little video on his Twitter account shows him putting on the cog armor and some sunglasses and says it's about fucking time. Uh, so obviously him being a playable character is probably just for the uh, the multiplayer, for right, the horde mode. Horde stuff, yeah. And all that other the, fun uh, stuff. Terminator stuff as well. So. Yeah, they got a bunch of uh, kind of semi-celebrities about it in them. They're going to have playable characters. I think uh, the T-800 is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sarah uh, Connor is going to be yeah, in it. Sarah Connor as well. The um, the newer, uh, or the older version, I think. Um, the, what's, what's her name again? Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the. I think it is anyway because when I sign into my Xbox, it's got a uh, Gears Five advert thing, and it looks like the newer or the newer, the older version of her. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, do you think this Gears movie is actually going to happen at some point? Who knows? I mean, if they don't even have a cast yet or a script yet, I mean, it could and it could not just as easily. Right. So maybe a couple of years. We'll see. Um, yeah. Did you see uh, uh, Ra- Raul Cole's, um video 
because he's in uh, Gears 5 as well. I don't know if he's actually in the campaign or if he's just in the, uh, the horde mode. I think he's doing a character in the campaign. Uh, did you see his cardboard box video? I had not, no. Okay, he did, but it was, try, you know, in a comedic way, he did the same thing. And he's just standing in this uh, doorway kind of thing near, near, near someone's, it's either his house or someone's house or whatever, standing by this door and he's got his uh, lancer gun, he's turning around and instead of having like the actual armor on, he's got this like cardboard box with a drawing of the armor and uh, comedically like goes to uh, lean down somewhere and like pick up his glasses, glasses puts them on awkwardly and uh, says the same thing. And uh, or says something along the same lines, and um, yeah, just a more kind of comedic take from him, which was kind of funny. <clears throat> and then he made a joke where uh, someone said, "Hey, how did you afford that?" And he said, "I used all of my eyes on B money." So, <laughs> which obviously, hopefully, isn't true. So, uh, I mean, that's like five years worth worth of work with uh, five seasons. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what's your uh, excitement level for Gears Five? Uh, middle. I mean, I'm like I've said repeatedly on the podcast, if it's something you love, I'm not going to crap all over it unless it's functionally not working on some level. But that can always be patched out and fixed up and updated. Uh, It's never really been my scene. I might check out the updated Horde mode because we talked about this on a couple podcasts ago about how the individual characters are going to have like super uh, like uh, limited use powers. And that'll give more variety into the game itself. Plus, you can't just hunker down into one spot. You got to move mm-hmm. uh, from point to point. Uh, so that'll that'll get me to try it a little bit. Uh, uh, past that, I don't think I'd play the campaign. Cool. I'm going to be jumping in just for the campaign. Uh, the review embargo, I think, was it was either today or yesterday. The embargo was lifted. Uh, some companies have been giving it good scores or relatively good scores. I haven't checked like everybody's, but uh, of course, I'll play the game review at some point uh, when I obviously play it and finish it but uh yeah i'm curious to see what they're going to do um now that the you know new characters got introduced in the last game uh what rail coolies is it i think it's rail coolie how you say his name uh mm-hmm. what role he's gonna have and all that sort of stuff and um they, they showed this this video of where you're using some you're using some sort of sledge or sled so something on like snow where you're, you're going down there and um doing some sort of combat i didn't see too much of the video but it looks like they've introduced some new uh mechanics so yeah should be should be kind of cool uh and it's about time xbox had like one of their big uh games released as well so because you know they got halo gears forza that's the big kind of three temple games um mm-hmm. and it's cool to see one of them release again so i mean it'll probably be a good few years before Ge- gear six probably the uh next xbox but um well obviously it will be so we'll see what the future holds for gears um what else do we talk about today uh, well, the next three news articles I have are coming out of uh, PAX West, uh, which mm-hmm. went over the weekend. Uh, the first is that Bulletstorm Duke of Switch Edition is now on the eShop. Uh, this is something that was announced last year. As the name applies, this is a uh, Switch edition of the Full Clip uh, update from 2017, right. uh, which has the playable character of Duke Nukem in the game. Uh, the game itself is known for its uh, chaotic bullet gunplay, crass humor, and creative use of profanity. So obviously Duke Nukem fits right in. Yeah. Uh, I played this game when it was a, a Games with Gold back on the Xbox uh, 360, I believe. It was, it's an older game, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's a halfway decent game. Mm-hmm. It seems like kind of... I don't know. I, I, I Now that I'm thinking about Bulletstorm, I'm kind of thinking about Control. Because even though Control's got a story, you can, well, ignore it. 
but uh, well, I'm not telling you to ignore it, but you can if you want to just play it for the for the fun game mechanics. It, it's kind of, I mean, with you know control, you're throwing big stuff around, you're shooting, you're doing all these kind of things, and with bullet storm, obviously you're using the uh, grenade stuff, you're using the um, the whip that you've got, so where you can pull enemies towards you. So it's kind of you know same chaotic fun, but not not in the uh, control isn't in the same realm of like a Duke Nukem kind of thing where it's like you know characters just being uh in that sort of way so i don't know quite what what, what word used to describe a uh, duke nukem but um absurd yeah. <laughs> yeah as well uh did you ever play the uh was it duke nukem forever the like historically known for being bad duke nukem uh, game i, I never the played one that. that took like 15 years to get launched uh, no i never did get <laughs> did around it? to playing that uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was exactly that long, but it was a freakishly long time from when it was first announced and you could start doing pre-orders on it to when it actually came out. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good game for Switch as well. Like, any of those those kinds of uh, games are pretty decent. And, uh, of course, well, see, it's weird because we would have watched the right by the time this thing comes out. And uh, I wonder if it, it will get shown today. There's been some, some leaks about the um, Nintendo Direct, but we'll obviously, we will have talked about that in the uh, previous segment but um yeah i mean the next couple of switch games i'm looking forward to playing is uh, astral chain and obviously marvel uh, marvel ultimate alliance 3 which i can't say properly but uh which i already have on me so um yeah we'll see what comes out in the future as well a- any thoughts on Bulletstorm for switch uh no i mean i already played through it once and so i'm kind mm-hmm. of you know i got my fill of it but um, it's a decent yeah. game it's it gives a reason for all like the wacky stuff stuff you got to do in the game in terms of like the shooting and the environmental kills and things like that mm-hmm. uh has a funny kind of nod to uh the xbox 360 on it oh. um in the very beginning there's like one of the doors won't open and it's got three red lights like the old red <laughs> ring of death yeah um past that i mean it's creative use of profanity is quite the understatement with this game and you'll understand that if you do play it cool um i would say that it should run well on the Switch because of Doom, but I don't think Doom was that great on the Switch. Because uh, that's another kind of, like, well, chaotic sort of game. But, um, like, it it wasn't didn't have, like, frame rate issues and stuff. I just think it it just didn't really fit well with the Switch, Doom. So we'll see how Bulletstorm does. But, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, move on from that. So uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, next up from PAX is the announcement of Homeworld 3. Um, Homeworld was a real-time space strategy game launched over 15 years ago. A beautiful game, visually stunning, uh, and it was one of the true RTSs that rewarded uh, mixing your troop types. Uh, because usually with most RTSs, you just build up till you get to the ultimate whatever, and then just send as many ultimate whatevers as you can towards the enemy. This one, um, the troop types were all spaceships, but they are all very, very different, and they all had their unique abilities, and you really had to manage your mix and matches with them. Um, and Homeworld was uh, lost for a while, and then it got bought out as part of an IP, and then the first game got remastered and was launched in uh, 2015. Uh, Homeworld 2 is still technically kind of lost because they lost the source code for it when the company went under. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, Homeworld 3 was announced uh, at PAX. Uh, Blackbird Interactive founding uh, art director Rob Cunningham is going back to his... uh, uh, role in the comp- in the new company, taking on a, direct- a development role. Uh, it's got a ca- crowdfunding campaign on Fig, which I've never heard of before. Me neither. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say who owns the IP address, and that's always going to be you know whether or not it supports something through a, a Kickstarter or not. 
because if it's like something like Shenmue that uh, Sony owns the IP on, they don't need extra help getting my money. But if it's like somebody no name, then uh, you know that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already met its uh, goal with uh, 3,175 backers, and they did announce a uh, mobile game as well, um, but nothing really specific on that. So, cool. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, RTS or real time strategy. Uh, the only one I've really played is like um, maybe a quarter or about half of uh, Halo Wars 1, which I thought was actually pretty decent. It was an interesting kind of different perspective on Halo after, you know, four or five games. I don't, I can't remember which Halo was the latest to come out at that time. I think it was definitely before 5, but because um, obviously they did Halo Wars 2 as well. But yeah, it, it's a genre I'm kind of interested in. I've just never really sort of reached out to play any specific games apart from Halo Reach, so... Well, RTSs don't really play particularly well on mm. consoles just because yeah. you need that accuracy that comes with the keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Now, obviously, the One X and the Xbox One platform in general does support keyboard and mouse, so you can kind of do it a little bit, but then the game has to be able to process those functions. Yeah. Uh, because when it comes to an RTS, uh, individual troop movement gets a little hectic when you don't have a mouse, and uh, sometimes group commands get lost, and then taking different mixes of troops and combining them into one troop kind of gets a little bit hairy as well, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the... You said it was called Homelander, I think? Home, uh, Homeworld 3. Oh, Homeworld 3, sorry. Um, yeah, I think I'm thinking of the uh, the boys' um, villain, Homelander. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in terms of that, I don't have particular thoughts on the on the game. I don't really have any uh, specific history with it, so... Um, yeah, how about you? Anything else from that? Oh, I played the hell out of it when it first came out. It was a beautiful game. It's uh, on Steam, so you can buy it now. This is just the uh, the upcoming third version of the game. Uh, I'm just pulling it up on my Steam library right now. Okay. Uh, where um, is that? Where, where, where did you used to play it? Was it all? It, it was a PC game like long back in the day. So. Okay. Uh. Cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the third big announcement, at least in my mind, coming out of PAX, is the fact that the 2008 indie platformer Castle Cratchers is coming to Switch on September 17th. Um, this is a classic uh, four-person arcade beat-em-up in the long line of like X-Men or The Simpsons or any of those arcade games. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you just basically move to the right and smack around anything that moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but it was a great game. It was one of the uh, Summer of Arcade games back in the day in 2008. Uh, took off really well. Kind of definitely launched that the company. And now it's uh, you know coming to the Switch, which is a great platform for it. Yeah, it's a good uh, platform for those uh, types of games, I suppose. Um, yeah, and again, again, more stuff for the Switch. And uh, we'll see if they we'll see if they talk about it in the direct, which we would have already seen. But um, I, I imagine they they might do if this has kind of just been been announced. Um, I imagine they'll show some uh, Spyro today as well because that's come out on the Switch now as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think I've played Castle Crashers before. I remember I've played um, like other similar games, but I don't think I've particularly played uh, Castle Crashers before. How about you? Oh, I played a lot of it back in the day when it first came out because it was definitely just like this wacky, fun kind of side-scrolling adventure game. So, well, side-scroller beat-em-up game, but like I said, it was an arcade style uh, back in the day, and so that's that goes back into you know my earlier days. 
Um, what what did you use to play that one? Um, a lot of X Men, um, a lot of uh, Simpsons, because those are the two very popular uh, uh, arcade games back in the day. That and kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, which has since been thrown around all over the place. That, yeah, uh, that particular IP. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has, hasn't been like settled for years. Like had a consistent film franchise or a consistent TV. Uh, thing I know they had the Nickelodeon show, but that's a little bit more under the radar. But um, yeah, which is a shame because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a is a good property. So, did did you see the two new uh, rebooted versions, the ones with Megan Fox? No, the, uh, no. I, I saw like twenty minutes of one of them. I was like, I, I don't think I'm gonna like this. So, the trailer uh, was enough for me to not want to watch it. Yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd see what the 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 uh, uh, final product was like. I suppose. Uh, Alright, what else do you have to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing that I have to talk about is a new esports tournament coming in November. Uh, Bandai Namco, which uh, I don't know about the PS4 or in the UK, but on the Xbox here in the US is having a huge sale. A lot of their games are on a deep, deep discount. Uh, has just announced that it will hold a Soul Calibur World Invitational at the HyperX Esports Arena in Las Vegas, which I talked about uh, several podcasts ago which is their new massive uh, uh, eSports complex in the uh, Luxor uh, Casino Hotel in Las Vegas. Uh, the top seven players in the world who have all previously won a Soul Calibur Six tournament will compete for the $25,000 U.S. grand prize. The final eighth slot will open will be filled by the winner of a 128-player Soul Calibur World Invitational Last Chance Qualifier Scramble held earlier in the day on November 2nd. Um, so basically, you got to fight through that field and then immediately get thrown into the seven best Soul Calibur players in the world. Okay. Um, it was a huge hit at Evo this year when Yuta Sudo defeated uh, Zane Tibishad um, for the first official EVO Soul Calibur 6 championship. Uh, if you want to attend it as like a guest, uh, there are tickets on, smale, uh, on sale at uh, smash.gg starting August 28th. So those should be up by now since it is September. Right. And so it's just another big uh, big franchise coming to the esports uh, family. Mm-hmm. So Caleb is a funny one for me because I looked at, uh, what's the newest one? Is it eight or six? Six. Six. Six yeah. is the newest one that just came out. And I kept keep seeing, you know, when every now and then when I... Um, I'm not quite sure what to add to my uh, rental list thing. I have a look through, and Soul Calibur Six always comes up, and it's always got uh, Geralt on the, uh, of course, Geralt of Rivia from uh, The Witcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of keep thinking, like, should I should I play that? Am I gonna like that? But I think the only reason I'm thinking that is because Geralt's on the cover, and I like The Witcher. So, um, but outside of that, I've never really touched the uh, Soul Calibur series. So. Well, it's definitely a rock, paper, scissors uh, fighting game franchise. I have played some of it, not anything past four is kind of when I fell off of it. Mm-hmm. But you have some characters that are like super quick, but very close range attack. You have some characters that have like big honking weapons that do massive damage, but then they're a lot slower. And then there's a lot of in-between fighters. Uh, there's a couple of fighters that their fighting style is pretty much random, for lack of a better word, just because of the fight style and the weapon style. Um, it's very, very unpredictable. So if you can thrive on the chaos and unpredictability, they're good characters to have. Uh, but they have a nice ranging mix of uh, characters that you can choose from. It's very not standard. Mm-hmm. As opposed I mean, to like your Tekkens and your Street Fighters and your whatnot. 
Right. Uh, no, I, I think the fighting game I'd recommend, um, which is a little bit more perhaps mainstream, if you want something that's like a, a good story and stuff like that, or just a, a good fighting game, uh, I really did enjoy uh, Just Injustice Two. Uh, I don't think you don't really need to play the first one. Then I uh, I don't think the first one's as good, but the story's actually pretty decent. This is it's kind of like the almost a bit like the Civil War storyline from uh, the MCU, but in well DC stuff because it's kind of Batman versus versus Superman, but um, not not a reference from the film, but it's kind of you know Batman going against Superman in terms of uh, what they both sort of wanted to want to do the same way you know you got the tony stark uh cap stuff from from uh the mcu in the civil war from the, the same type of story like that and obviously different heroes end up on different sides and different villains as well um and uh, yeah that's a that's a pretty good game for its uh story and fighting stuff as well and you know every uh couple of scenes you change to a different fighter which is pretty good uh but i enjoyed injustice too so and plus they've added uh a bunch of different characters speak speaking of ninja turtles they've added those to to that game and some, some other people as well i can't remember the other characters but i know that um the the ninja turtles on there i think it's that you jump in as one of them and they change throughout the fight or something because there's obviously four of the turtles but uh i think that's how it functions so um cool so you said that was the last thing you had to talk, uh, yeah talk about yep that's the last one i got Cool. Uh, well, we got some information this week and a little bit of last week or whatever from a CD Projekt Red. Of course, the developers from uh, The Witcher Three or the, the whole whole Witcher franchise, and of course the upcoming Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is going to have Keanu Reeves, uh, one of the most popular celebrities at the moment, pretty much. Um, they've said that they want to make more Witcher and Cyberpunk games, and that multiplayer is coming for Cyberpunk after its launch, and they also showed some gameplay demo stuff, um, or footage this week, so I've got three bits of information there. Um, what did you think of the gameplay that they showed off? I thought the demo was really cool, it definitely showed the two different uh, swings in, of the build, of how you can go like super stealthy and then super melee. Yeah. Uh, it showed the real differences in between that, because sometimes they'll say that you can do one way and the other or and then it just never really works out for whatever reason yeah which uh side do you think which method do you think you're gonna pick uh it's one of those things i gotta kind of get my hands on the game first and just right. get a feel see of how... which one i like better yeah see how it works i suppose yeah um what about the other stuff in the in the gameplay uh, i mean it's all story based i mean they're trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible but you can tell it's going to be a very a heavy uh, story driven game yeah there's a lot in this and we haven't yeah. even seen like a fraction of it a, a ton of it yet so um yeah I, I think i'm gonna go more on the hacker side it looks i don't know it just looks more interesting to me and it looks a bit more i don't know because usually in in games i don't usually go for the hacker type of stuff i usually go for more of just the okay which weapons can i get how can i upgrade them and like how how well can i fight and stuff and um you know, I don't tend to usually go for the hacker stuff, but I don't know, it just looked more fun to kind of, you know, you can uh, hack certain things and, you know, make guys drop their, um, was it, is it called a dumbbell thing? The uh, the, mm-hmm. the weights that the guys lift and make yeah. them fall in them, and you can hack one of the robots and hack the other boxing robot thing. I don't know, it just looks, that just looks to me like the, not necessarily the better, the better way to play, but the more way that's more uh, interesting to me, I, I guess. Um Really, yeah. it's gonna, for me, it's going to come down to the mini games and how complex, uh, complicated, or fun the video games are to right. to do the hacking on. Yeah, um, but yeah, they try to obviously you know avoid spoilery stuff. They showed a little bit of Keanu Reeves in there, which is he's basically going to be part of the chip that's in 
your head? Yeah, the character's name is uh, Johnny Silverhand, but past that, I don't really know that much because I haven't really gone that deep into the uh, um, cyberpunk uh, world outside Mm. of just knowing the basics of it, of the mechanics. Do do you think most people will still just call him Keanu Reeves? Probably, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we'll see, obviously, what everything's like. I want to I wanna see what this game looks like in, like, March, like a month before it comes out, because obviously there's still several months to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that they should maybe... I don't know, do you think they should just go quiet now for, like, a good few months and then just show something a bit later? Uh, it's possible. I mean, they've shown enough to get people's interest in the game itself. Yeah. Past that, it's really kind of, you know, maybe getting people tired out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it looks great. So, um, I mean, when do you want to see more footage next? Uh, maybe February. I yeah. think that's enough time to let everything pass. Yeah, maybe get like right. a final trailer or something like that. Yeah, something uh, a little bit more next year. So, because uh, the game won't be uh, at another E3 unless it gets delayed. So, because it could yeah. still get delayed, but because um, it's way too early for the game to go uh, to go gold yet. Um, yeah, other stuff connected to Cyberpunk. Um, they said that they're going to do multiplayer, but after launch, because of course last week they said they had the interest to do it, but they weren't sure. Uh, so they hadn't like guaranteed it, but they said that they're interested in doing it after launch. Um, what would you, as someone who has Cyberpunk 2077 as their most anticipated game, uh, what would you want to see from a multiplayer side of things? Uh, something unique. I mean, if it's mm. just like a, a standard capture the flag, horde mode, a defend the point kind of a thing, I'd be really disappointed just because the game itself has such a unique premise and uh, backstory to it. To do something that uh, banal mm-hmm. uh, would just be severely disappointing. I think something like um, some contracts stuff, maybe. Uh, like if you go to a particular person and like you have to hack someone or you have to kill someone or... Um, I think also, obviously, we don't know, uh, like, for definite what every mission's going to be like in the game. So if they if they take some of the more single-player missions that are more, like, applicable to multiplayer, they can maybe, like, translate some of that stuff. So that you essentially can kind of live in, well, not live in, obviously, play the game. Uh, play this game inside of a, you know, cyberpunk world, but it's just a little bit more multiplayer-focused, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you need to do, like you said, I don't know that they need to do anything too, sort of, drastic um but yeah like i said if there's single player missions that would be like hey that would be cool in a multiplayer world um like if there's uh, like a heist type maybe thing like where you can rob from a particular place and do that with with some friends or something um i i don't know if like a call of duty sort of mode would work with with this sort of game like 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 you said like a capture the flag sort of thing i don't think that feels very because that would basically just be like a futuristic call of duty at that point maybe um, again, we're just kind of guessing several months before release. So, yeah, um, something that might work is if they went the uh, um, Watchdog route to where you could do stuff in other people's worlds without actually, you know, hindering their progress or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was a staple of the first Watchdogs game. I never did play the second one, but you could you would go into somebody else's world and it'd be an actual player character. Yeah. And then uh, you'd have to do something, and then they'd get alerted that, hey, he's doing something, and then they could stop you, or they could just ignore it. Mm-hmm. That could be good if you want to specifically yeah, specifically play that, but uh, I remember when I went into Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2, and I sort of just wanted the story, and I was I, I think there's a way you can like switch that off to where, hey, I just want to play offline. I think that's what I ended up doing. So, But, you mm-hmm. know, it might, it might be more 
interesting in the cyberpunk game so again we'll see we're still several months out from release um and yep. yeah i think if, if they just go quiet and just do some work on the start on the game and then once we get into that maybe like january february period where things are a little bit more quiet um they can maybe come back and say hey remember the game's coming out soon and and show off a little more so we'll see what they decide to do uh so yeah uh, the other comment is, of course, they want to make more Cyberpunk and Witcher games. Uh, of course, Witcher replies a little bit more to my taste and Cyberpunk a little bit more to your taste, perhaps. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for Cyberpunk as well, but um, which is something that's definitely up my alley. Um, so what would you want necessarily from, well, Witcher or Cyberpunk from different games, I suppose? Ah, uh, story DLC for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Witcher 3, uh, The Wild Hunt, was probably the most successful DLC in any game, period. It's practically its own game in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and so anything along that line would obviously be really good. Uh, but then again, it has to, you know, the story has to fit and uh, other things like that where it's uh, like completely functional. Mm-hmm. Do you think this maybe means like a Gwent 2 or something? Or do you think you don't really need to do... I don't really that? think we need to do a Gwent 2. No. Never understood the point of Gwent in the first place. Because right. it kind of slows down everything. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, Witcher, obviously because I've finished the, the DLCs and the story and I've seen the ending, I don't think you want to ruin that ending. So I would say either if you did... Um, not a prequel, but let's say you played a new trilogy which took place between... Which are one, two, and three, but you played as somebody else in the world. Either that, or if you played as Siri, or if you did, um, like, because there's, there's, I mean, one of the big plot points from this isn't really a spoiler, but one of the big plot points from Witcher Three is that you're looking for Siri for quite a long time, and like maybe you could do a game where you play because there's probably enough story where you could do that because uh, you're looking for her for quite a, a large portion of the game. Um, like if you played as her in that time period, like what what she was doing, um, that might be kind of interesting because you do play as her in certain sections. Uh, you cut over to her now and again. So if you if they basically had an extension of that and like who did she meet and stuff like that, so um, that might be good. The other thing is if you just do a reboot of uh, The Witcher, maybe, um, or just like hey, here's some more stories in in the world of The Witcher. I don't think a Witcher four makes sense. Or like hey, you're back as Geralt and it's The Witcher four. I just think that that would kind of ruin. The uh, the really nicely tied together ending of um, The Witcher Three or the from the DLC. So yeah, we'll see what they uh, decide to do. Um, I wonder if they'll put these on like um, shifts. So every every two years maybe you get Witcher, then you get Cyberpunk, and every so every four years you'd get maybe a Cyberpunk game, and the two years in between that you'd get a, a Witcher game. Maybe how do you think they could like do these release wise? Because obviously they're like massive games. Uh, so. hard telling because. It's, it was such a long time between uh, Witcher 2 and Witcher 3, and then it's been such a long time between when they announced uh, um, Cyberpunk Cyberpunk, and then when we actually got it. So, mm-hmm. Yep, but we'll see what uh, the future holds. Obviously, the next thing is going to be uh, Cyberpunk in April, the day before my birthday, so um, that would be nice as well. Uh, that's all the new stuff that I got. Um, if we had some... I think we've we've got some time to perhaps do this today before the... The uh, direct, I mean, the direct isn't for another hour and 20 minutes. Uh, if we continued with the uh, video game questions, we got we got up to 21 uh, and there's 50. So do you want to continue some of those? Yeah, sure. We can knock a few of those out. Cool. Uh, and then we have three uh, emails, which I'd like to discuss as well. So let's uh, crack on with some of that. 
so question 21 of course if you go through the random gaming talk uh um episodes or podcasts the, the one that was called uh 50 questions is where we started this so if you want to go back to the start of those uh it was in that podcast which again should be in the same feed the uh, uh same category as well random game random gaming talk so have a look for that uh question 21 have you ever had to stop playing a game because it was too scary i haven't i don't think how about you uh no because i generally don't play those games so yeah it's true uh you and david aren't really like into as into horror as as me so uh like you don't sort of tend to go for that type of genre for your entertainment and stuff um, I mean, there was a point in Resident Evil 7 where I needed to take a break from it because it was just too sort of like the anxiety and stuff that you'd face from that game. Um, but never, not to a point where I was like too scared to to go back to it. I just needed needed the break, which I heard a lot of people saying like, "Hey, this is a game that you dip into for two hours at a time or something," and uh, it's not a game that you marathon or grind on like a um, Destiny or Division type of game. So, uh, question 22: Has a game storyline ever made you cry? It does not. How about you? No, not really. Nope. I mean, I mean there's a... definitely been uh, storylines that have made me think. Yeah. And like, yeah. But not really cry in that sense. Yeah. I mean, I got sad at some uh, Telltale's Walking Dead parts um, and uh, like some stuff in The Last of Us and everything, but not to a point where I was like tearing up necessarily. Um, what's your favorite fighting class? <clears throat> Warrior, Mage, Rogue, and, or, and why? Um... Warrior is usually something I tend to go for, like the soldier type of character, uh, just because it's the, I don't know, that's just what I sort of tend to go for more. I don't tend to go for um, like medics or, or anything like that. So, how about you? Do you... Uh, when it's allowed and it's done right, I generally go for uh, paladins. Um, that goes back to my old school like D&D playing. Yeah. Uh, most games don't play that class right. Um so past that, I usually do like a warrior mage hybrid. Cool. Uh, question twenty four: What's your favorite game genre? Uh, my favorite game genre. I do really like third person action, like Last of Us, Uncharted, when it was good control, uh, all the fun, fun parts of control, um, Days Gone, the good parts of those games. So yeah, third. In terms of my favorite, there's a lot of different genres I like, but my favorite is probably uh, third person action. How about you? Um, I don't really have a favorite genre. I definitely am with you in that I play uh, third-person action games the most. Right. Um, but those, then again, those are generally the most popular outside of first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. And like I've mentioned before, I play them from time to time. I just suck at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're playing um, Spider-Man and Division 2, and they're both mm-hmm. uh, third-person action, so... Uh, question 25, do you prefer multiplayer games or go solo? I mean, if you've got a good single-player solo narrative story, I'll always go for that instead of the uh, multiplayer stuff. So, yeah, how about you? Really kind of depends on the type of game I'm playing and what I want to do with the game. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, Division 2 that I'm kind of bouncing around now, there's most of it, which you can do solo. Uh, but then there's some still some parts that you need uh, a team with, and there's some achievements that you can't get without a team. Right. Um, but like I, most of the ones that are multiplayer are usually first-person shooters, and don't play those that much. So uh, usually more of a solo player. Cool. Uh, Twenty-six. Uh, do you prefer co-op or uh, player versus player? Um, I do like both. 
Um, I mean, me and my, me and my dad, because obviously we, we play FIFA, I've mentioned that several times on the podcast. We used to do tournaments where we played against each other, and now we're doing basically a Man United season where we're playing together and we sort of um, uh, like manage the team together, decide who to buy, who to sell, um, and then, you know, obviously try, try to pass, pass to each other and sort of set the ball up for each other, which is, I, I, I have found um, play, playing in a team on FIFA more interesting because you can, I don't know, you just have kind of more control and stuff. Like, if you have the ball and you want somebody to make uh, the, the player run, my dad can do that part and I can pass to him easier and then I can run into the box or whatever. So, uh, I think I'm, go- I'm good for, for, for co-op. How about you? Uh, co-op, if it's somebody that's right next to you. Trying to do a co-op when it's somebody that's, like, across the internet doesn't always work so well. So, mm-hmm. Uh, 27, what is the first console you ever owned? Mine was the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, what was yours? And I had, uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And the funny thing was, on, um, that Christmas day, um, I, uh, was it, I opened Super Mario Sunshine first and we had a PS2, so I was like, why has my mum and dad got me a GameCube game? Like, not the, not on a part of complaint, but a point of, you know, confusion. We only had a PS2, why have my parents bought this GameCube game? And, uh, obviously I was supposed to open the GameCube first, but... I wasn't to know that because it's a you know Christmas gift, and uh, she's like you know they made the the you know the, the kind of excuses when you're young like oh we have to take it back and uh, we got you the wrong thing sorry that sort of thing, and uh, <laughs> uh, opened the GameCube up later. So, um, what, what did you f- first own in terms of consoles? Uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Okay, what was your first uh, game that you got with it? I think Pac Man, and it wasn't like Pac Man like you know Pac Man. It was like the the four bit kind of knockoff Pac Man. Okay. That well, most of those games were. Hmm. I'm really familiar with the. Well, I'm familiar with Pac Man, but not the uh, maybe the version I'm talking about. But uh, it's graphically, it's very ugly looking. It doesn't look anything like you would look like a Pac Man game to look. Okay. Uh, what or who got you into video games in the first place? Who would be either my sister or my dad? What would probably be Crash Bandicoot? Uh, which I've you know said several times you know I've mentioned Crash Bandicoot on a podcast or two, uh, but um, yeah because my sister and my dad both played it and of course when Crash Team Racing came out I played that with both of them, um, and that that was kind of my first, from what, what I remember at least obviously there might have been something slightly different uh, that was the first I kind of remember uh, per se. Um, how about how about you? Uh, I don't think any person got me into video games. That's just kind of what you did when you were a kid back when I was a kid at my age. Mm-hmm. Um, as for what, uh, when I was a kid growing up, when we moved to this one town when I was six years old, and the house that we moved into was on a, a split-lane, multi-lane highway, and it was just like this little addition in there, so there was no like going out and leaving you know, going to the mall, biking to here, biking to there, because you're more likely to get splatted by a car doing that. Oh. And so uh, it was really more about being able to have some entertainment while you're stuck at home. Cool. Um, what do we have next? Uh, what is the longest amount of time you start, sat playing a game nonstop? I remember before I said I did... It's over four or four and a half hours on Red Dead Redemption 2, and that wasn't even on main story stuff. I'd done the story, I just wanted more of the game. And I just I just did a bunch of side quests for like four hours. It was brilliant. I loved it. Um, I think I remember telling that story before on a podcast. Um, but in terms of like consistently playing, it was probably that. 
So, how about you? Uh, I'm sure longer than that, to be honest. I really don't keep track. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, number three. 30 is uh let's let's do up to 35 or something and then we'll um do the rest another time okay uh what um what's the next one if video games didn't exist anymore what would you do i'd probably just watch in terms of re- replacing the hobby I, I suppose i'd probably you know all those tv shows i haven't quite seen yet because i am a video gamer i probably just delve into some more of that sort of stuff not like to where i neglect other hobbies um like i'd maybe pick up another hobby as well but i'd probably fit in like a, another show or two um and maybe like a couple of films so what, what about you probably the same um i also hadn't thought about it on that level so yeah so um i mean it would take a lot for video games not to exist but uh yeah, yeah I, I, you know the, the one or two shows was like hey i haven't quite got to that yet but that's next um i'd maybe pick that up or something and then maybe uh do, do something else as well so, I mean, entertainment tool wouldn't go away because we just do the same thing that we do without the video game side. Uh, we'd do probably more TV. <laughs> well, we'd do, yeah, we'd do what we're doing now just minus the video game coverage. So, um, I mean, we'd probably replace the Gaming Talk podcast with just a weekly TV podcast maybe because um, we'd cover maybe more TV news. Um, I tried to not, I would try to make it not uh, too much like Geek Town though. I wouldn't want to just like repeat it in that sort of way. So... Uh, of course, Geek Town, if you didn't know, is David's uh, Geek Town Radio News uh, podcast for TV and films and stuff like that. So go and check that out, uh, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Um, actually, let's finish at 30, and that's kind of um round number. And then we can come back some other time and do the other the other 20. There's some interesting questions in there. So, uh, of course, we still got to uh, go and do the Nintendo Direct. It starts in about an hour, just over, just over an hour. So we'll come back, we'll do that segment. And then, well, you you would have already heard that. So, um, yeah, you're at the end of the podcast, just like we are. So, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. The we got um, what was it some emails this week? So let's go through some of those. Almost forgot them. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTool.org, Twitter E Talk UK, and contact page information in your show notes as well. Luke says, "Hey there, you uh, might have already seen the direct by the time you do the podcast. Uh, what was you most hoping to see, and was it?" there uh well we can't ask you for whether or not it was there um i guess what we can do is do some like predictions and then come back to the question once we've seen the direct and say if it was there or not um yeah yeah what are you hoping to see from the direct uh i don't really have anything that i'm hoping to see i mean nintendo does a pretty good job of keeping this stuff under wraps for the most part so it's not like we're anticipating anything yeah um Cool, I'm hoping to see a little bit more of Luigi's Mansion, which I have said that they're talking about. Uh, I don't expect to see too much from Astral Chain because it's out, but they might, like, you know, want to remind people about one of their big games. Um, I want to see... I, I, I want Crash Bandicoot in Smash Brothers. That's what I... As the character I want. I, I'm gathering that they're going to announce another character and show more of, um... Uh, it was Banjo-Kazooie and Kazooie last time, wasn't it? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, show more of him off and show more of the was he called hero from dragon quest that was the other character there, there. yeah it's just generic hero because they never gave him a name right in fact they you give the game <laughs> you you uh put your own name in when you uh play dragon quest and they sort of put that in the text boxes so they'll probably show those two off because they've announced them but not really showed them off so announce those two and yeah hopefully they announce somebody else knowing my luck they'll announce spyro and not crash bandicoot so um which character do you think they might announce for uh 
Smash Bros. Hard telling. I don't even know if they've announced all like the normal characters, like uh, Waluigi or anybody like that. Hmm. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's in the game yet. So uh, there's what like seventy something characters. I might have that number wrong, but there's a there's a there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Joker's already come out. Not uh, not DC's Joker, the one from uh, Persona Five. Uh, Kelly says, I like that Telltale is coming back. I'd like to see them possibly do, do a Harry Potter game, but I know that Warner Brothers can be difficult. Yes, they can. Uh, do you think that Telltale could make a Harry Potter game? Hard telling. It really kind of depends on what pull um, the new owners have with anybody and what yeah. kind of licenses they could get. Yeah, I mean, it looks like their next focus, their, their re-entry focus is going to be Batman and Wolf Among Us. And of course, Batman's uh, Warner Brothers DC. So maybe if that goes well, they could talk to Warner Brothers about other stuff. But they own other stuff other than that as well. So uh, we'll see what they do. Um, yeah, she didn't ask specifically what Telltale game we want made. I think in terms of like saying, hey, they could do this and that. I think you know, just just come back, just focus on Batman and Wolf Among Us, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, and the last question from Paul is I have heard rumblings about Konami coming back with a new Metal Gear. Uh, what are the chances and would it be any good without Kojima? No, it would not be good, any good without Kojima because evidence is there. It's called... Um, Metal Gear Survive. I the name. <laughs> uh, yeah, Metal, Metal Gear Survive. Um, which, you know, I, I never played, never will. Uh, there's no reason for me to. And uh, I, I, I saw enough coverage of that game to know that it, it wasn't good. Um, so you already have your evidence there. Will, would a would a Metal Gear game be good without Kojima? Well, it's already been made. It's called Metal Gear Rising. Uh, Metal Gear is that what it was called? Metal Gear Survive. I so, think. Survive. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name. Uh, yeah, it's called Metal Gear Survive, and it's not any good. Um, in terms of if they made another Metal Gear game, I don't think Konami's going to, um, unless it's a new Pachinko machine in um, wherever they put those. I mean, in the casinos and stuff. Um, I mean, Kojima's doing Death Stranding, and he's going to be working probably with Sony, and he's, you know, he's gone away from Konami, so, um, what what do you think in terms of Konami's future, I suppose? I think, in theory, they could make a game eventually, uh, just because they do own that IP, but I agree with you that it wouldn't be any good, uh, and there'd be no real reason to make it out of spite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, they already kind of failed to do. So, uh, if you want to see a funny video related to um, that game, then uh, Jim Sterling, of course, did a, did a video. And that was, uh, I remember that being particularly funny funny at the time. So, uh, go and check that out. If you search for Jim Sterling Metal Gear Solid, it will probably come up. So, uh, have a look out for that. Um, but yeah, the, the, I don't think the future is very bright for Konami, other than Pachinko Machines. Um, yeah, have you been to, you've been to casinos a couple of times, haven't you? They don't have those in American casinos. No? Okay. That's I didn't know, strictly I didn't a know Japan where they thing. Were, so. um, like, I didn't know if they were in America. So, there you I go. mean, occasionally you'll find one as, like, an import, but as, like, a, a consistent product, they're not. No? Okay. Uh, all right, that's what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Of course, we'll come back in an hour and watch the Direct. We'll see what happens. Um, and let's hope Crash Bandicoot is there. I doubt he's going to be in Smash Brothers, but I would like him to be. So, we'll find out in... Um, well, an hour and 40 minutes because it's a 40 minute direct. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Random, Random Gaming Talk. Thank you as always for listening. We do appreciate you all.
uh, and August has been very good. September September has gone off got off to a really good start, and we're only four days in. So thank you again, everybody. And we're just about to get into a really busy period. Uh, and rather than me mentioning all the shows um, that are coming back, go and look at the uh, fall and autumn plans podcast because I laid everything out there. So. Go and have a look out for that. But you can find that and everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. We're also on iTunes. Please rate, review and subscribe to us. Of course, uh, subscribe to the feed and then tap on the star rating if you simply want to do that. That helps us out as well. And word of mouth, please, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, that will help us out as well. Uh, social media, please share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter. Uh, of course, I see some of you that like and sh- like and retweet the uh, Twitter uh, posts, so thank you guys for doing that. And uh, we gained some more followers recently, so that's good as well. Um, so yeah, let's keep things going and uh, keep things growing for Entertainment Talk. Um, yeah, you can also put them in different Facebook groups, the posts if you're allowed to, uh, from di- different Facebook groups and stuff. Uh, video games, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.